ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय वन कैनॉट फेल टू बी इम्प्रेस्ड अपॉन एंटरिंग दिस एंशंट एंड सेक्रेड टेम्पल ऑफ श्री रंगनाथ स्वामी एंड the impression that we get from this is that the devotees who constructed this temple considered bhakti the most important aspect of existence obviously this temple has been constructed with much endeavor at much cost with much skill with much expertise skill why should anyone do that well that's what it's reputed that jawaharlal nehru when he came here he was not so pleased he thought that so much endeavor has been built for what he said that the temples of modern india will be the factories and the dams fortunately many people in india are still more intelligent than some certain so called philosophers they don't come for darshan to the factories they come to sri ranga and tirupati and tirupati and so many places like this so our bhagwan is omnipresent but not everyone is able to sense his presence everywhere so these temples are places where which are especially meant for people to come and develop their bhakti and offer service so wherever there is a temple of the supreme lord narayana vishnu krishna that is a very special place but in one sense some are more important than others so this temple is very special in as much as shri ranganath swami has chosen this place to stay for himself he is the uh first deity at the manifest in this world at the time of creation and was worshiped uh directly by lord rama and specifically wanted to stay here and he has been worshiped by all the great devotees of the ramanuja sampradaya so this uh this is a great place of bhakti therefore those who are devotionally inclined are attracted to this place and even persons who are not very devotionally inclined they are attracted 
We see buses with Western tourists coming and the guides will tell them about the architecture. But the architecture isn't the point. That's everything is for the pleasure of Sri Ranganatha Swami. So even though they're attracted by uh, the externalities, they, they, they cannot but be impressed by the uh, endeavor that has gone into create such a temple. For the Gorya Vaishnavas, the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this is our second home, our home in the south. For Gorya Vaishnavas, the principal places of worship are Navadvip, Vrindavan and Puri. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spent 24 years in Navadvip, 18 years in Puri and all the time in Vrindavan. Although he was only personally there for one month. But he said, That for other people the mind is their heart, but for me, my mind is Vrindavan. He's always absorbed in Vrindavan. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu during the 48 years of his manifest pastimes spent most time in Navadip and the, sec- the second longest period in Puri and the third longest period, although it was considerably shorter than the other two, here in Sri Ranga. Now this is a great place of bhakti, even today. Here, of course, the center of worship is Sri Ranganatha Swami. There are many sannadhis or shrines, but the central one is of Sri Ranganatha Swami. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally chanted the names of Krishna and danced before Sri Ranganatha Swami for four months here at this place. And at that time he was very uh, warmly received by the local Vaishnavas. And up to the present time, the Vaishnavas of the Ramanuja Sampradaya have always been uh, very uh, welcoming to and appreciative of the followers of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They, in Srimad Bhagavatam we have the term Udaradhi, broad-minded. So the Vaishnavas of the Ramanuja Sampradaya are broad-minded enough to appreciate that although there are differences in understanding between the Ramanuja Sampradaya and the Gorya Sampradaya, the essence is the same. According to the uh, Siddhanta of the Ramanuja Sampradaya, Vishnu is, or Narayan is the uh, we can say the original form from which all other forms uh, manifest. And according to the Gorya Sampradaya, uh, Krishna is the form from whom even Narayan and all the other forms manifest. But this is, this is not uh, anything to be argued about between 
the members of the different sampradayas. Because both agree that Krishna and Narayana, they are only the same person in different forms, the same supreme person in different forms. And actually, it's a matter of perspective. If one considers the greatness of Bhagavan, then we will be attracted to the four-handed form of Narayana. If we are attracted to his greatness, his majesty, his opulence. But if we are more attracted to the sweetness of the Supreme Person, even overriding his majesty, then we will be more attracted to Krishna. So according to Tattva Vichar or philosophical deliberation, the Supreme is Narayana who rules in Vaikuntha. And according to Rasavicha, the Supreme is one naughty little boy who plays a flute and steals butter. So it doesn't seem to make sense that the Supreme can be engaged in apparently petty matters like taking cows out to pasture. We might think that, well, the Supreme has got more important things to do than take cows out to pasture and play on a flute. But actually, Krishna, he considers taking his cows out, dancing with the gopis, playing his flute, much more important than creating, maintaining and destroying millions of universes. When the gopis steal Krishna's flute, getting it back is much more important to him than whether millions of universes are being maintained or not. Of course, Krishna is also the speaker of the Bhagavad Gita, in which he says, Mayadhyakshena prakriti suyate sacharacharam under my superintendence, this whole universe is running on. It is created, maintained and destroyed. The moving and non-moving living beings, they're all taken care of. So that's all going on under Krishna's direction. In the meantime, he's herding his cows. So it's a matter of taste. Matter of ruchi, taste that some devotees are attracted to the majesty and opulence of the Supreme, and some are more attracted to his sweet pastimes. But we just sung this song about Krishna, Madhura Dipater Akilam Madhuram. He is the Lord of all sweetness. Everything about him is sweet. His lips are sweet. His uh, face is sweet, his eyes are sweet, his laughing is sweet, his heart is sweet, his movement is sweet. Everything about him is sweet. Everything about him is great also. So the, both greatness and sweetness are his natural, uh, inseparable attributes. But in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, analysis, Madhurja Bhagavatasa, the essence of God's godness is his sweetness. The essence of God's godness, Bhagavan ki Bhagavata, what makes him God? It's not that 
what makes him God is not so much his in his uh, greatness in creating, maintaining and destroying millions of universes but in his sweetness. So I was saying that Sri Rangam is our second home, our home in the south. So our first home is Vrindavan. Srila Prabhupada himself said that his home is Vrindavan. In Sri Rangam everyone thinks of Ranganatha Swami. In Vrindavan everyone thinks of Krishna. Is that right? Maybe in Vrindavan they think of Radha more. At least most of the people in Vrindavan they say Jai Radhe. So we see in the uh, Vaishnava temples in the south that the, there's the main Sanadhi of Sri Ranganatha Swami and at the side there's a separate one the Tayar Sanadhi Tayar or Lakshmi has her own little palace on the side but in the Gorya Sampradaya we put Radha and Krishna together which is actually very intimate because in, tra- in the traditional Indian house the women they have their own quarters and the men they have their own quarters and we put Radha or we, we worship Radha and Krishna together knowing that Krishna for all his opulence he, he never feel even though he's fully satisfied in himself he cannot feel happy without Radha so uh, this great holy place is dedicated to Sri Ranganatha Swami and Vrindavan is dedicated to Vrindavaneshwari, Sri Radha. Here the Vaishnavas they chant Om Namo Narayana and in Vrindavan Jai Radhe or better Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna means Radha and Krishna together as they like to be. So as I was saying it's, it's a matter of taste. But uh, no doubt this, this place has been a place of intense bhakti for many generations. In the past there was much rivalry between two uh, sects of the Sampradaya here, the Tengalaya and Vardagalaya. And they were, they were actually quite inimical to each other. But they were inimical because the center was how to understand and how to worship Bhagavan Narayana. Maybe you have noticed that the Gopurams or the great pillars or gates, they're all painted in different colors. But one of them is not painted, one is white. So from this white Gopuram, in previous times, the Brahmanas would sometimes jump and commit suicide as a protest to the ruling kings that they're not administering properly 
the service of Ranganatha Swami. They felt so much for the service of the Lord that they would do that. Well, uh, you may ask, well, uh, the, the present kings are so, they're so badly seen, or the present government is so badly seen to the administration that all the brahmanas should jump off. But the government is so atheistic, they'd probably be happy. They wouldn't, they wouldn't care at all. They'd be grateful. They'd probably put, you know, they'd probably put a bunch of beef eaters in instead. So it's a very difficult time in many ways for the worshippers here. The Archaka. The, uh, since, actually when the British were ruling here, in this country, they they maintained all the traditions of the temples. And when India got independence, one of the first things the government did was to loot all the temples and take all the land away, and in this way, and take over all the temples and take all the money, and in this way, it destroyed the culture. So in many ways, the... Uh, the Indians have been their own, their own worst enemies. Even the British had enough sense to maintain the religious culture. The uh, Brahmanas would jump in protest because then the kings, they're supposed to feel that what a terrible thing they are doing, the kings themselves. By doing so, the Brahmanas were implicating the kings in, in the terrible sin of Brahmahatya, killing a Brahmana. But in the modern age, no one cares. And actually in many ways, the Brahmanas themselves are committing Brahmahatya by giving up their culture. They're killing the... What makes them a Brahmana is their culture. And by not following that, they're killing the, the Brahmin of themselves and they're becoming Shudras and less. The... Uh, there was such feeling previously that the brahmanas, they would jump off the Gopuram, but unfortunately nowadays, even many of the brahmanas, they, they spend more time watching TV than being in the temple where they're supposed to be doing service. So brahmanas are meant for spiritual culture, for studying Shastra, worshipping the Lord, but many have become like Shudras or less, just watching nonsense things on TV. And many today are more interested in cricket and computers and money and career than in worshipping the Lord. Of course, uh, in many ways the Brahmanas, they can't be blamed for the downfall of their culture. They've been forced by financial constraints because the in there are no more rajas to support them and then the, the government is supposed to be maintaining the temple but they don't give them enough to maintain their families. So they've been forced to take up secular occupations simply to maintain their families. Definitely it's a very difficult time for Vaishnava culture. Many people come to these temples still. Still people have a feeling to come to the temple. But due to a lack of proper guidance, people go to the temple, they come out, 
but they have, have they have no knowledge of how to make spiritual advancement. And in most temples, and uh, no one even thinks to give them any knowledge of how they can spiritually improve themselves. So this International Society for Krishna Consciousness has been founded to, uh, in a systematic way, give people factual knowledge of their relationship with Narayana, Krishna. And a practical method for spiritual advancement in the modern age. In the modern age, no one can follow all the rules and regulations as previously they did. Just to give one example, if anyone has an attached bathroom in their house, they pass stool in the same house, you can't cook or worship the Lord in that house. Surrender, self-surrender to Vishnu. Yeah, Sharanagati. Shadivita Sharanagati. So in the the, uh, the Gauri of Vaishnavas, they emphasize the principles of Srimad Bhagavatam. Ahaituki apratihata seva. Unmotivated, un, never stopped, constant service to the transcendent Lord Adhokshaja. So we invite all the uh, devotionally minded people to take up the path of Bhagavad Gita as it is by chanting the holy name of Krishna we get great strength from Krishna spiritual strength and practically speaking we see that many people from all over the world uh, becoming attracted by the chanting of the name of Krishna have given up all material attractions. The members of the Krishna conscious movement have no interest in watching TV or going to cinema. They have no interest in reading mundane literature. They have no interest in sports or careers. They are not irresponsible. They perform their duties in the world. But their attention is clearly focused on Krishna. So this is a Vaishnava spiritual revolution going on at the present time. Just as Sri Ramanujacharya at his time uh, inaugurated a Vaishnava spiritual revolution that is going on again all over the world by the chanting of Hare Krishna. By the mercy of Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada the founder Acharya of this International Society for Krishna Consciousness. He always identified himself as a servant of Krishna and the Vaishnavas. In his extensive writings on the, uh, the commentaries on Gita, Bhagavatam and other Vaishnav literatures, he often quoted Sri Ramanuja Acharya's from the very beginning of the appearance of the Gorya Sampradaya in this world, they were, uh, they were uh, the Gorya Vaishnavas have been uh, appreciating the uh, and incorporating the teachings of the Ramanuja Sampradaya. We find within Chaitanya Charitamrita the most important work on the on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 
that Sri Yamuna Acharya Stotra Ratnam is quoted. Bhavantamevanu Charam Nirantara Prashanta Nishesha. What's the next word? Prashanta Nishesha. Manoratantara Katahamai Kantika Nitya Kinkara Praharshya Shami Sanata Jivita. This, uh, Srila Prabhupada often quoted this. In which Sri Yamuna Acharya is praying that when will I be fortunate enough to be uh, accepted as your servant? He is praying to Bhagavan. He considers that, that at that time the uh, fluctuations of the mind by service to Bhagavan Narayana, the fluctuations of the mind will cease and it will become supremely peaceful. He prays, when will I be accepted as your selfless and eternal personal servant? Then I shall live very happily with you as my master. So this is the spirit of pure bhakti. And having come to this sacred place, we bow our heads and pray for the mercy of all the great devotees of the past and the present, that we can actually develop pure pure bhakti following in their footsteps. And by their grace, spread this movement of bhakti throughout the world. This is the great need of the world. The whole world is so confused with so much suffering, so much pain and strife and quarrel and killing. The world needs a solution to all its problems. The solution is to understand that we are all simply servants of the Supreme Lord, Narayana. So this should be propagated very widely. There's no other solution to the problems of the world. We invite everyone to join this simple and joyful process of chanting the names of Krishna. And in this way, we can individually uh, make our lives successful and uh, help others also to come out of their confusion and suffering and achieve the happiness which is only possible to attain in the, ser- in the service of Bhagavan.